The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com. Hey, what do you let those boys push you around like that for? Well, they're bigger than me. Stand tall, boy. Have some respect for yourself. Don't you know if you let people walk over you now, they'll be walking over you for the rest of your life. During this segment, we're going to talk about freedom and happiness. How do you make the most of your freedom? And with me today to discuss this is Andy Bernstein. I call him, this Dr. Andy Bernstein. I call him my resident philosopher. Andy, welcome to the show. Good to be here, Ellen, as always. Yeah, you have your PhD in philosophy, and as you want, you still, are you still teaching at Pace University? Uh, I taught there for many years. I'm not teaching there right now, but you know, I, yeah. I teach at SUNY Purchase and Concordia College. And you give address, you give talks all over the country. Name some of the places you've given talks at. Well, I was at Stanford last week. I just got back from the West Coast. Uh, gave a talk at UCLA, uh, one at the University of Toronto. Been in Harvard many times. Uh, University of Chicago at, at West RPI? Point. RPI. Uh, RPI. Yeah, right. a bunch of times. At RPI, sure. And you've written countless articles. You're a fabulous lecturer. You, you give wonderful, wonderful talks. You've written even cliff notes, and you've also written a novel, a new novel, The Heart of a Pagan. Yes, that's right. And today we're going to talk about, as I mentioned, freedom and happiness. And, you know, I hear it said all the time, we take our freedom for granted. And it has this very heavy sound to it. You know, you take your freedom for granted. You don't know what you've got. It's almost like somebody lecturing you, pointing their finger at you. What does it mean to take your freedom for granted? Well, um... First of all, I think we need to identify that what freedom, political freedom means is that no one can physically prevent you from going after uh, the things that you love. And I think too many Americans don't take advantage of this. Um, and if you ask me why that is, I would say that I think, I think a lot of people, in the, not just the United States, but other countries too, but certainly many Americans are not sufficiently committed to, to their own personal happiness. And for instance, uh, religion might tell them that they're sinful or they must serve God first. Uh, their Marxist professors and the liberal politicians tell them they have to sacrifice for society. Or maybe their parents call them selfish, you know, when they were little kids and screamed at them or hit them, made them feel guilty, worthless. And, you know, because of all these reasons, uh, people won't necessarily stand up to this. Uh, it's a big responsibility to stand up to all of this hideous baggage, you know, all, all these voices in, in your head preaching your unworthiness and to assert, but I want this and I want it for myself. That's a very difficult thing to do, and I think a lot of people really struggle with that. So the main barrier for people going out there and saying, oh, this is what I would love as a career, this is the person I really want to marry and I'm going to pursue him or her, and this is what I would love to do as a hobby, this is my hobby. I know my parents don't love it, but I love tennis. I know Dad hates it, but I love it. I'm doing it. The ability to do that means that you have to learn how, to, or you want to learn how to value yourself. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just because that we are politically free in this country doesn't mean that people are psychologically free. I mean, there are, there are many people who are psychologically enslaved. I mean, they're, they're simply enslaved to, to this idea they learn from their parents or from the government or from the church that they're basically worthless, they're, they're, they're undeserving of good things and happiness, uh, they, they have no right to it, they're, they're sinful or they're selfish. 
and going after what they want in contrast to other people. And they're, they're psychologically enslaved to this idea, and their political freedom consequently does them no good. So they end up being, it's like they, they're in prison and they throw away their own keys. Yeah, exactly. That's a nice analogy. Um, I wish I could say I made it up. I got it from one of the books I read, but well, I love it. It's good that you're so literate, Dr. Ellen. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, let me give you a sample of this, because uh, I think it's something that's so pervasive and it's so subtle. People don't even realize they're throwing away their goals, their life, their dreams. They don't even form dreams, you know, many people. Can I, can, can you try to encourage me to do something with my life? And I'm going to give you the feedback that, that most of us have absorbed through the culture. Um, All right. So you want me, you want me to tell you like how much is possible to you? Yeah. All right. Well, I would point out that, uh, Hey, I got to interrupt this cause we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds. That's it. A very quick ad. And then Alan will be back. Romance. Oh, I wish guys knew more about what we want from a relationship. <laughs> Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Ah, uh, here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance. A serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Hmm, The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. You want me you want me to tell you like how much is possible to you? Yeah. All right, well, I would point out that, uh, I mean, the world is filled with great things and, and, and with exciting opportunities. And we're, you we're know, not... it is for other people, but not for me. I do see other people succeeding, but you just don't understand. I, I don't have the ability or the knowledge or the motivation. Well, I mean, the uh, abilities can be improved. Knowledge can be gained. Well, you go to school, you, you get knowledge. What's, what's holding you back? Uh, I just feel like, you know, my dad always wanted me to work in the restaurant business, and so I'm going to do that, but I'll tell you, my life feels flat. Well, how about just saying to hell with your dad and uh, realizing I, that... How can you say to hell with your dad? Well, but, well, I mean, he brought me up, he yeah, paid he for did, the roof about, over my head. Right, but now he's also enslaving you. What if, what if you came to the realization that we're not restricted by any, any lack of thrilling opportunities, we're only restricted by the bad ideas that we tell ourselves? Well, that's great. You know, I can say to myself, okay, just tell Dad that you want to go and, and do what I've always wanted to do. I've always, I've always loved landscape architecture. I don't want to run a restaurant. But, you know, I can't talk to him. Can you go talk to him? Well, you know, it's, uh, it's not going to help you if, if I talk to him. You're the one who's going to have to uh, reconcile in your own mind that you have a right to your own life. It's, um, I understand you love your dad and, and you respect him and you don't want to make him unhappy, but uh, the, 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 the key idea here is, is that in your own mind, it's in your own mind, you're either, you have the right to your own life and to pursuit of your own happiness, or you are a servant and or a slave to your father. And until you reconcile that in your own mind, nobody else can go talk to your dad and it's not, it's not going to do you it's not going to do you any good andy you have no idea even if i spoke up to dad i would feel so guilty because i go to these sermons on sunday at church and they just tell me that honor thy father and mother and obey thy father and mother and i would just feel so dan darn selfish well i understand that you can go on uh, honoring your, your mother and your father i, I assume they're, they're very good people while at the same time as an, now that you're an adult you you need the recognition that you also have a right to your own life and if anybody tells you that you have to give up the things 
that your life uh, is important to you and have to give up your happiness, that they're being very immoral. They're, uh, they're, they're acting like a dictator over you, and they're very wrong, uh, even if in other ways they're good people. And you have to stand up to them and tell them that no matter how much you love them, you have a right to your own life, and you're going to pursue the things that are important to you. It's just as presumably your father loves the restaurant, and he went after what he wanted. He did the right thing and filled his life with happiness. So you have to convince yourself more than him. I mean, you convince him, too, but mostly you have to convince yourself that you have a right to go after the things you want that make you happy, just like your father went after what he wanted and made him happy. Okay, so that what we're talking about, I'm talking with Dr. Andy Bernstein, and we were just talking about a typical situation that many of us find ourselves in, where we're not, we're, we're politically free, we're in America, we're politically free, but we're psychologically enslaved because we've bought into three different sets of ideas, one of three different sets of ideas, and I think you mentioned them at the beginning. One of them is the religious idea that somehow man is born with original sin, or man is bad, or you, you're only good if you lay down and become a doormat in life. Is that accurate? Yeah, Andy? absolutely. Absolutely. Anything you'd like to add to that one? Only that it's false and, and that it's uh, possibly responsible. I think the religious view is responsible for more psychologically uh, crippled people than probably any other hideous theory in history. Interesting. The second view was more generic, that people are called selfish. If, they, if you want to pursue your own goal, oh, she's so selfish. She doesn't do for anybody else. She just goes after her own goals in life. Now, there are people who are bulldozers, but there's all, there are also people who are self-valuing. And I think that's another thing, a weapon that you think people use to try to rob you of your own freedom. Yep. They will, uh, they will try to enslave you. Some will do it physically, and some will do it by means of psychological guilt. Okay. I'm here with Dr. Andy Bernstein. Dr. Andy Bernstein, it's been wonderful talking with you today, and I hope, as my resident philosopher, you'll be back again soon. Well, anytime, Dr. Allen. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com, and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologists Dr. Kenner and Locke. Finding the right person is hard work. Expect that most individuals you meet will not be the right one. The rewards of finding your soulmate are worth your effort. Even if you fear further rejection, never lie about yourself or withhold important information when you believe that your relationship has a future, such as withholding that you have a disease, a criminal record, or children from a former relationship. Hiding relevant information from a potential soulmate is a significant breach of trust and damaging to your own self respect. Even if you know you might be rejected, it's better to get the rejection over with as soon as possible since there would be no future in that relationship. The idea that what they don't know won't hurt them is wrong. It will hurt them and you too. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.